ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு தி பிஎல் பாட்காஸ்ட் அண்ட் நிவேதிதா வரதராஜன் இன் இட்ஸ் எம்பிசி மீட் தி ஆர்பிஐ யுனானிமஸ்லி ஓட்டட் டு கீப் தி பாலிசி ரெப்போ ரேட்ஸ் அன்சேஞ்ச்ட் அட் சிக்ஸ் பாயிண்ட் ஃபைவ் பர்சன்ட் கேஸ்டரி வாட் இஸ் திஸ் மீன் ஃபார் தி இக்கானமி அண்ட் வாட் இஸ் தி ஆர்பிஐ சே அபவுட் தி இந்தியன் இக்கானமி In this podcast, I have with me Dipti Deshpande, who is the principal economist of Crisil, and we take a look at some of the finer points that were discussed in the MPC meet. Thank you so much, Dipti, for joining us today. Thank you, Nivedita. Happy to be here. The RBA said that the Indian GDP is growing by 6.5%, while the headline inflation is falling to 5.1%. It also said that the global supply chain issues are under control. Does this mean that this is going to be the status quo for some time now? Yes, I believe so. So I think, you know, when you look at uh, what the RBI did say yesterday from its policy, two key messages uh, came out essentially. First is that the Monetary Policy Committee seems to be deriving comfort on the growth momentum. And that's how they kept their GDP growth number at 6.5% forecast. they are also seeing easing of inflation so they've also brought down their consumer price inflation forecast by about 10 basis points so that gives them a reason not to hike rates further something that they were doing until a couple of months uh, back the second thing that is interesting is that despite inflation entering the monetary policy committee's comfort zone that is it is below 6% there still is some discomfort because inflation is not at the target of 4% this time around i think that was interesting because they specifically mentioned the inflation target of 4%. 4% yeah yeah and it's also not expected to you know be anywhere near 4% for the rest of this particular uh, fiscal year hence their stance remains unchanged that is they continue to focus on withdrawal of accommodation also it's interesting to know that they emphasized how some other global central banks hiked interest rates after you know uh, uh, having a pause for a couple of months which is clearly something that they would not want to do in the base case so the central bank in my opinion has played it cautious which is the right thing to do at the moment because there's global uncertainty but there's also monsoon related uncertainty so you know another thing that is also important uh, when you look at the rbi's message from yesterday is that they clearly are not fully convinced that inflation pressures are easing on a durable basis and until that happens they are unlikely to start cutting rates and secondly i think the last part of the monetary policy statement clearly said that they would want to do whatever is necessary to ensure long term inflation expectations are firmly anchored and such that inflation stays around the 4% target this goes to tell me that whenever they start reducing rates they are unlikely to be very hasty they are more likely to go slow or gradual so our expectation is that for the rest of this uh, calendar year they would continue to uh, remain at status quo and uh, then announce the first rate cut in the early part of 2024 uh, so the first rate cut we can expect is in the uh, uh, 2024 calendar year or in the fiscal year no the early part of calendar year fiscal uh, calendar year 2024 okay so we will have to wait at least 6 months for uh, a cut in the repo rate right right so what are some of the factors that they are seeing for this 
So I think at the moment there is uncertainty on two parts, and like I said earlier, one is domestic uncertainty and the other is global. When mm-hmm. it comes to domestic uncertainty, they're clearly right now looking at the monsoon. Here we do have a prediction of a normal monsoon, but there is very little that we can say about timeliness, quantum, or even a regional distribution of rainfall because El Nino is a risk, and yeah. we have seen in the past how it can distort uh, monsoons per se. So they're clearly looking at that at the moment because um, if you look at what's happening to food inflation, clearly in food inflation has been coming down. Recently, there is a base effect, but overall, if you you know take out that base effect, we are seeing comfort coming in from uh, say vegetables, edible oils, and pulses. Whereas we have prices of or inflation in rice, wheat, uh, milk, etc., still pretty high. Hmm. So. Any distortion in rains could actually reverse the gains we are seeing on easing of inflation in uh, some of these categories, like I said, vegetables, etc. Yeah. So, therefore, I think RBI is very uh, apprehensive and they really want to see how monsoon pans out domestically. On the global front, I think uh, we all understand that geopolitical uh, tensions have been simmering and the direct impact of some of this could be on global oil and commodity prices. So mm-hmm. although on a year-on-year basis, these prices are going to be lower this year, they are not going to significantly come down below 2018-2019 levels. So that is also uh, another thing that's on the radar for the RBI. And like I said earlier, unless they are very, very convinced that inflation is coming down on a durable basis, they may not start cutting. So even if the inflation is at 5%, it hovers around the 5% mark for the rest of this year, we might still have to wait a while. Yes, Only if it comes have. below four, will they consider cutting? Is that a right assumption to make? No, see, so monetary policy is always forward looking. So if mm-hmm. they have short, short signs that, you know, on a sequential basis, inflation is coming down such that over a next the next couple of months, inflation could touch 4% and stay there. Then mm-hmm. they could they would start cutting rates at this point in time. So, like I said, our forecast is that the RBI would start cutting rates in uh, you know the Jan to March uh, quarter of 2024. At that time, inflation is unlikely to be at around four percent, but they will uh, see at how inflation is expected to be in the next couple of months and accordingly take an action. So, seeing that the RBI is not expected to cut rates or raise the rates. Could this help boost credit growth in India? I'm not necessarily uh, sure on whether that would boost credit growth at the moment because Mm -hmm. while the RBI is done with uh, raising interest rates, transmission of these interest rates into lending rates uh, has continued. So in the coming months, rather we believe that there could be some moderation in credit uh, growth a little bit uh, here and there, especially in some segments uh, of the economy. So, for instance, if we look at some of the entry-level segments in auto, housing, or even consumer durables, there is some uh, uh, impact of higher interest rates being seen over there. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, it's also important to see that, you know, if you look at the last one year, May this year, over say May of last year, many of these lending rates have gone up by nearly 150 to 200 basis points, especially housing loan, etc., but credit growth has not moderated too much. From a peak of about you know 18% in late of 2022, it's come down to about 15% and it's stayed there, which is a healthy number to have. So for the next couple of months and for this entire fiscal, 
um uh, chris's estimate is that credit growth could be somewhere around say 13 to 14% in that range what is important however is that how how is that expected to have an impact on our uh, growth estimates so there we believe that uh, slower global demand and the impact on exports could have a dominating impact on uh, 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 growth this year whereas higher interest rates leading to softer uh, demand per se will have a little bit of an impact here and there on some segments and therefore we you know we kept our gdp growth uh, forecast for fi24 at about uh, 6% compared to 7.2% seen in the last fiscal that is different from what the rbi is saying right the rbi is saying it will be around 6.5% can you let us know a little bit about why there is a difference between kisil's estimate and the rbi's well honestly that would depend on uh, what are the assumptions that the rbi has uh, taken for the 6.5% uh, number mm-hmm. uh, which is not very uh, uh, obviously which is not uh, uh, public for yeah. us like i said we are looking at these three factors number one global slowdown which we believe will have a bigger impact in the quarters to come for instance uh, uh, you know q2 or and q3 of this ongoing fiscal could see an impact via exports coming by because that's when many of these economies are expected to to see slower uh, growth rates per se uh, in addition to higher interest rates having an impact what we also understand is that currently growth is being driven quite a bit uh, by the services sector which was a laggard to pick up in the economy but activity there remains fairly strong we believe that one that one time effect that services have been seeing will start seeing some fading out uh, in the next couple of quarters so i think that's where that's how we kept our estimate at about 6% down the line of course we will continue to review that uh, number but we want to be a little more sure on how the monsoon specifically pans out because this year around is going to be very key in terms of uh, uh, driving demand in terms of driving inflation and a number of other uh, macros the rbi governor shaktikanta das while talking about the domestic economy said that the urban spending is robust and the rural demand is improving gradually what does this say about consumer demand in india right now So you know like i was saying earlier uh, he is uh, clearly alluding to consumer demand that remains stronger than expected um, at the moment and uh, like i said earlier our understanding is that a large part of this uh, strength in consumer demand at the moment is uh, coming in from the services sector mm-hmm. you see after the pandemic it was possible for uh, uh, consumers like you and me to come out and consume a lot of goods but we were still pretty wary of consuming many of the services because of their contact intensive nature so the understanding is that over time goods were able to uh, goods consumption was able to pick up the recovery there was faster towards trend and maybe that's somewhere plateauing whereas mm-hmm. services are still catching up to towards their trend and therefore we are seeing quite a bit of momentum now a large part of these contact based services tend to be Uh, in urban areas and mm. therefore i think that's where demand is uh, being seen as relatively um, healthy at the moment so because the rates are constant for now what can we expect from the consumer demand both in rural and urban areas can we expect a growth because now we know that the interest rates might be stable right so i think it's a mix of both honestly consumer demand in india is not just driven by interest rates but it's also driven by an income effect 
Now, when it comes to many of these consumers, a large amount of consumers were hit during the pandemic, but there were also some segments of the economy which their incomes were not hit as much. These could be uh, those in the IT services segments or financial services segments, etc. And I think those are the ones that are uh, uh, leading uh, recovery or consumer demand at the moment. Another interesting uh, thing to also look at is the behavioral uh, uh, pattern in some ways because I feel many of the relatively more aware urban consumers also do understand that RBI is probably done with in raising interest rates and soon there will be a turn in an interest rate. So mm-hmm. as a consumer, if I tend to borrow for say three to five years or seven years, I'm also seeing what lies ahead. I know that interest rates are high, but I also know that they will start uh, easing out uh, soon. So somebody picking up a housing loan or an auto loan or a car loan is somewhere aware uh, uh, about what's happening. But having said that, in the current year, like I said earlier, we are yet to see the impact of higher interest rates, global slowdown on exports and a number of things come by. As that comes, we will see some softening of consumer demand in the months to come. After which, I think FI25 gradually should see, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, some more strength as interest rates start coming down and start supporting consumer demand and other things. There's a growth uh, in the GDP, but consumer demand could fall. So how do we reconcile these two facts? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's, it's actually pretty uh, clear in the sense that if we look at the growth pattern in the Indian economy, mm-hmm. in FY23, a large part of the pickup in growth was essentially driven by fixed investments mm-hmm. and uh, exports. Mm-hmm. Some of that will continue this year too. While exports is uh, uh, expected to slow down, fixed investment growth will continue to support growth in a big way. A large part of this is happening uh, on account of government spending that's uh, being taken care of in sectors like infrastructure, that is roads, railways, highways, irrigation, uh, etc. We are also expecting some pickup in private sector investment to come by, although it will not be in a very big way because there too they do remain uh, cautious. But I think some segments which are basically those that act complementary to government spending, like iron and steel, for instance, or mm-hmm. sectors that are supported by PLI, or sectors where green transition or transition towards green is an imperative, I think those are the ones which would basically lead recovery in terms of private capex this year. Okay, thank you so much for joining me today in this podcast, Deepthi. Thank you, Nivedita.